0: If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, "Ew, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich.
1: Tallgrass begs to differ. Tallgrass founding attorneys Laurel and Riley think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of stuffy McLawyer pants,
0: Esquire. But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess, because they're nerds, over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan's exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace.
1: So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918- 770 8940 and start your plan today. Or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation. For free! It's right there
0: on the website. And of course, there's more because this is a podcast ad. If you tell them you're a Pot for Good listener, they're going to take 25% off their service fees. Just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at 918 770 Eight nine four zero or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. Welcome to another episode of Pod for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in the world, why they care, and most importantly, what you can do to help. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Randamp Productions and can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm your chief philanthropod and one of the class clowns for justice, Jesse Ulrich.
1: And I'm your vice admiral philanthropod and your other class clown for justice, Chris Miller.
0: And today our guests are Aaron Belsley and Rennie Saunders from Shut Up and Write.
1: We talked to Rennie and Aaron about the simplicity of Shut Up and Write how everyone has a story to tell, and why you should listen to the middle books of Wheel of Time at two times speed.
0: Pretty much all the Wheel of Time books at two times speed. Enjoy, everybody. We are very excited to have Aaron and Rennie from Shut Up and Write on the podcast today. Hello, guys. Hello.
2: This is Rennie. Nice to, nice to be here with you guys. Hey, Jesse. Great to, great to be here.
3: Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, two time guest.
3: I know. And Belsley,
0: back, back on the pod. I know. Mm-hmm.
3: I'll have to switch it up next year so I can be back on again.
0: That's
2: right. Oh, no, don't do that.
1: <laughs> are we going to have a back-to-back uh, mother-son yes, we are. podcast so, situation? Yeah. Wow. Cool. That's a first.
0: Yes. It's going to be a Belsley fest for the next uh, two episodes of Pod for Good. Oh because goodness. they're a family that likes to do good in the community, and I want to embarrass them. We With that fact. so we try, but but listen. The pencil box is gonna get plenty of attention later. This isn't about them. Yeah, this it, this is about shut up and write. Which, by the way, I love any time a name of an organization insults me in its name. <laughs> like I'm like, all right, I'm listening. We so, like to say uh,
3: we like to say it may be rude, but it works,
0: and that's kind of yeah, the foundation yeah. of what
3: we do.
0: <laughs> yeah, give us the brief sort of what shut up and write is, and sort of why why both of you got together to start this thing?
2: Wow, that, those are two big questions. Let me, let me just start with what Shut Up and Write is. It's a global network of writers. So really it's a simple concept and it seems grand, but we just help people who wanna write do so. We, we host weekly writing gatherings, either online or in person, for people to come together and write for one hour. And it's that simplicity that's allowed us to grow. Because we don't do roundtables, we don't do readbacks, workshopping. It's just this it's simply a trusted time for people to get their writing done. It's really low. I mean, I think it's the low pressure part that gets people hooked to it because it's the low pressure accountability system. Everyone needs to get their writing done, and you're showing up with people that are glad you're there, but aren't like looking over your shoulder. And and we built out of that starting at a little um, nonprofit cafe here in San Francisco back in 2007, we've grown to a community of 80,000 people in 50 countries, and they're all working on writing projects across all genres, all stages of the writing process, and at all experience levels. I think an important thing, I don't want to go on too long, but we're not gatekeepers. We're, we're door openers. So many writers, especially those starting out, are intimidated and might not be ready for, to share their work. And, and so, with, with Shut Up and Write, there's none of that peer pressure because of that. I mean, we're hard and fast. I, I've, I've corrected people, our volunteer organizers, going, don't do readbacks. It's really important. It changes how you write if you know you're going to share at the end of the hour. You're not as honest with yourself. So, you, you, you show up to your writing. Some of our members are technical writers. I had a scientist show up every week and write her her lab notes. And after six months, started writing a science fiction novel about genetic plague. And I was like, hey, that's what I'm writing. Can I ask you some (laughs) questions? There's people writing fan fiction, people are working on their dissertations, and some people are working on their third or fourth novel. It doesn't matter what you're coming for. It just matters that you show up.
0: I, I really like that because you're right. Like sometimes people just need the space to do it. They don't need to necessarily read it to anybody or have anybody read it. It's just doing the same activity as other people at the same time, which especially in the time we're living in is even more important yeah. because it is a very lonely time yeah. of doing things yeah. by yourself.
3: I think that's important. Riddy, you want to talk a little bit about how you came up with this concept because that isolation, I think, kind of leads into the, the right. genesis of Shut Up and Write.
2: It, it's, it's interesting because I, I took that loneliness factor and sort of made something that's perfect for this moment. And I think we'll, we'll give it resilience for years, which is I moved to San Francisco in 2007 and, and did a in 2006, actually, and did a career change. I was a graphic designer, creative director for most of my career and um, decided I was going to really focus on creative writing. And um, I didn't know anybody in San Francisco. Right. So I did some classes. I read all the books on creative writing, you know, Stephen King and and all these really sort of seminal works on how to get your writing done. Did a bunch of classes and went, oh, people are overthinking this. They're completely overthinking this. Let me just start a group where because let me add to this that people go, well, how do you get published? How do I get edited? And I'm like, what do you have to edit? And they're like, well, nothing. I'm like, let's do that part first. Let's do that part first. Right. So, and so I started, like I say, in Crossroads Cafe. And I love talking about them because they're a a nonprofit here in San Francisco that helps ex convicts reenter into society. So, everyone who works at the cafe is uh, an ex felon. And you just, it's so, and it's a bookstore. So, for those first seven years or eight years, I would go to the cafe sit down with my group of people and start writing and about half an hour i'd be like oh this is so hard and i'd look around at the books that i'm sitting in the middle of and go i'm not on those shelves yet get back to work so that's that's really how it started and and we we someone said hey we need we need to expand this and i said Yes, we do. What night at what cafe are you going to do it?
0: <laughs> and uh um, delegating that's a hard that's a, that's a yeah. thing like entrepreneurs and leaders of things Founders. are not good at like mm-hmm. you go do it. Like I've done my thing.
2: <laughs> but it's, I think yeah. that's where being a creative director has served me and that I'm really good at delegation.
3: Well, I think that I think that, that that delegation ended up working. I mean, today we actually celebrated our 350th chapter opening. So we are now that, that thing that started at that cafe that, that Rennie did in 2007 slowly grew and then it blew up. And we are actually way past 80,000 members and we continue to grow. I think we've grown by about 43% since the pandemic started. And we'll talk a little bit about how we were able to shift from in-person to online virtual events because of, of the pandemic. But, but that idea, the simplicity of it, I think really allowed it to be something that people could pick up and do with Rennie's support on their own. And so we are now in over 50 countries. And like I said, we just celebrated our 350th chapter.
1: That's impressive. I, I think one of the interesting things about this is that it creates sort of a low pressure accountability so that it's not that anybody is forcing you to write so you don't feel that pressure, but you know that you know eventually you're going to develop relationships with people and they're going to notice if you're not there and whether it's lighthearted or not might ask hey why haven't you been the last couple of meetings or or might reach out if you've been gone for a while and and I'm curious how important that is to consistent writing it's extremely
3: important i mean the foundation of shut up and write as a nonprofit is dependent on the organizers who come and show up on a weekly basis and encourage the others to come and show up as well. And it is that accountability, that community accountability that keeps people writing. It's just like the gym. You wake up sometimes and you do not want to go to the gym, but knowing that there are other people that are expecting you pushes you to show up. And if you continue to show up consistently, you get better. I think that's a cornerstone of Rennie's vision is that people think that writing is a gift and why there might be people who have special gifts in writing, it is a craft and it has to be honed. And the only way that you're able to do that is through consistent dedication. And the the, the backbone of Shut Up and Write is dedicate at least an hour a week to your writing, and you'll be surprised at how fast your projects get done. And so we like to say, you want to write, we're here to help. And the help is all through just that community accountability, which is so powerful.
0: This is so weird because one of my podcasting clients is an author and publisher, and he, his podcast and his like Facebook presence is all about helping people write their own novel. And it's all very similar to this. And like, don't worry about, like, don't worry about writing the great American novel. Just write first. Like, you're gonna first of all, you're gonna get better as you do it. Your first novel is probably not going to be your best. And like any other skill, it is something you get better at over time
2: yes the, the the craft the craft of writing and that's why they call it a craft it's like woodworking or tile work or something of that nature where it 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 is distinguished by your voice what you bring to it but you can't get to that till you've gotten all the dross out of your head all the the thick stuff you've got to shave a hundred pine boards you know how to cut with the grain right that that type of thing so it's crafting words isn't you know and I've become a complete word geek I used to be a call myself a type geek you know I love the different typefaces and how they fit together and stuff and now I'm like fascinated I read stuff and I'll go oh that and then I'll just read the paragraph again just to have that like oh that was like a little endorphin rush you know or a (laughs) dopamine one of those you mentioned that this is
1: for people who are pretty much any stage of writing so what about somebody who doesn't have an active writing project but wants to get in kind of like where you were when you first started somebody who wants to get into creative writing isn't ready to write a novel but wants to get into writing how would they approach this
2: i think that's the that that's really almost one of our strongest points because the people that are We have some very established writers who are long-term members who call this the healthiest, least toxic writing group they've ever been in. And they come specifically for that community and accountability. But then it creates this, it fosters this this openness for people. I mean, everyone has, here's my saying, everyone has a story to tell, right? I mean, that's just that simple. I'm from the Ozarks, right? Where everyone just sits around and talks story all the time right? And so there's no one I've ever met that didn't have a story to tell, that didn't want to talk, that didn't want to write it down. And so even if you're not trying to write the great American novel or the next blockbuster movie or a dissertation, people still need to organize their thinking, organize their their thoughts. All of that comes from just showing up to a regular writing practice. And there
3: are there are individuals that show up to the events that we, that we host that really don't know where to start. And one of the things that Shut Up and Write has started doing over the last few years is providing inspiration for writers. Now, we don't, we don't tell them what to write, but we give them options within our um, within our website on what they can write about. So we, we have something called, uh, regular writing challenges. So there's a monthly writing challenge and, and I'll, I'll let you all in on a secret. We're going to be moving that to a weekly writing challenge because it's continued to grow in popularity and, uh, and people are just demanding that we do it more often. And so what that is, is it's a five day thematic challenge that gives people something to write about every single day. So if you are, and it doesn't take a lot of time, it's not a huge writing, it could just be a paragraph. So if you've got a weekly event happening and you don't know what to write about, you can just go to shutupandwrite.com and go to the challenges and find something to write about. And it, just like Renny was saying, it just hones that craft. Uh, and, and sooner or later, you're going to find your voice and you're gonna be able to tell that story.
0: An author I like recently talked about how trying to help people get past that first draft is to think about the first draft like the dialogue from a video game, like an RPG, where everything is just it's very direct and not deep and just telling you what to do next. And like you start from there and then you add, you go back and you add the nuance, you you shade characters and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, that is kind of brilliant, like an outline Right. An outline of a story is kind of like this person says this to this person. This person goes to this place, talks to this person. It is kind of like a, if you sort of wrote out a Zelda game in text form. <laughs> I, I,
2: yeah. I mean, I, yeah. It's someone who, who spends a lot of time with video games and has, you know, worked on some game design. That's absolutely a really good analogy because you want to do it in layers. And if you can, if you can master the draft, if you can master drafting which is don't care what you're writing just write not necessarily stream of consciousness writing you've got like whether I'm writing technical or whatever I'm going I'm trying to get somewhere but I'm not going to worry about it you know I even tell people don't come up with and don't stop and go what's this character's name you write name in brackets and keep moving you know city dark city you know in brackets and just keep moving because then you can add that layer then you come back and go these two characters should hate each other, and end up liking each other, then you add that nuance later, right? In rewrite.
0: If anyone listening to this is like really into like fantasy and wants to write their own fantasy story, there are some actually great tools out there to help you manage the world building you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they have like templates you can use, or they can sort of create sort of the basis for you, and you can build off of it. Like, what's the magic system? Like, how does it work? What does your continent look like? All this kind of stuff. So, like, if you're worried that, like, I've never done such a thing. How do you make this up? Like there are, there are tools out there.
2: I've probably sampled every one of those just because I'm fascinated with world building in general for my own writing. But also I just want to know what tools are people are creating. I think that's what makes Shut Up and
3: Write so cool is because it's so simple, it's plug and play with all the other tool sets that are out there that can help you write that story. So if you find um, an app that helps you build that, that world, you can use the time at Shut Up and Write to go ahead and write about that world and build it out. And in Shut Up and Write, we're also working on continually building our own tool sets to continue to help our writers. So that's what's one of the coolest aspects of this is you've got this robust community of writers who are sharing their best tips and tricks. It's Mm -hmm. not shut up and talk a lot about writing, it's shut up and write. But that doesn't mean that people aren't sharing the 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 tool sets that they have found success through.
0: Well shut up and write ellipses then talk
2: isn't as good sounding like (laughs) yeah yeah, I know
3: it was already taken. (laughs) Yeah we we work through
2: those. (laughs) um, We actually do have get togethers when it's not as viral and we actually call them shut up and talk. We get together and have wine or a beer and 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 talk about the writing process. But I was just going to say one of the one of the things that 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 World building is great and thinking about that outline and what the story is and who the characters are. And that also is a way of getting in the way of actually writing. And again, you go, okay, now I've done all this research. Don't do any research while you're writing. Show up to your Mm -hmm. shut up and write event, write solidly for an hour and go, oh my God, now it's taking form. Then you get to that. You can go deeper and deeper each time.
1: Well, that was kind of what I was wondering, because to me, I enjoy writing, I have since I was young, and I enjoy fantasy and sci-fi, that's what I probably read predominantly. I've done D&D both as a DM and as a player, so I have a million ideas in my head, but what's always made it intimidating is, you know, when I read a, a Tolkien or Robert Jordan, and I think of the immense world building that you sometimes need to make a fantasy novel work, Or even science fiction, you know, with like the expanse. When you see the, it it gets intimidating, and I end up not writing anything because I'm like, well, how do I keep all this straight? How do I even get started when I've got to invent an entire universe? And so, your your advice makes a lot of sense. Don't worry about that. Just write something.
2: One of my best uh, members of Shut Up and Write is my teenage son, who is following in my footsteps and is an inveterate world builder, Watches, plays with every one of those applications, watches all the videos, is obsessed with Brandon Sanderson, and keeps going, well, what's the magic system like? And I'm like, I had the characters do a thing and wrote in brackets, weird magic, and then came <laughs> back to it later and explained it as little as I needed to. Oh, yeah. because I'm not Brandon Sanderson. I don't have that here. Right.
0: (laughs) Weird magic. I'm just going to use that in in something now, because that's great. Yeah, because, listen, and what I've discovered is, like, people who want to write, there's sort of like two big schools. There's the planners, right? And then there's the pantsers, right? The people who fly from the sea of their pants. And it sounds like your, your group is more for the sort of the pantsers. Planners can still plan, I guess, before they come and just write. But, like, this is to do the actual action of writing and not the thinking about writing
2: i'm i'm actually my son doesn't fall far from the tree i'm i have notebooks of world building fantasy science fiction my my universe that i'm writing all my stories in i've been working on for decades shut up and write with so i get the actual work done so i speak so that i could pants so i can go in and go oh this is happening here Right. I'm just going to write it. And I'll, I, just, I wrote something yesterday that completely opened up a whole new area of my story that I hadn't even thought about that I can now go back and write down in my world Bible, right? This is the craft, the, my craft, and everyone's is, is different. My craft is come up with a vague idea, write something about it, get, sit down and write for an hour, and then go, okay, that's interesting. Where does that connect? Does that connect to anything? where do i what part do i need to write down what do i need to do so then i go into the next session and i can continue can can you tell us a little bit about the
1: facilitator role what they do a little bit about is it a volunteer position how do you recruit them just the 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 whole story around that and so if somebody wants to start a chapter or get involved with the existing chapter
2: it goes back to my, sort of my basic value which is somewhere between very open and wanting to help people and being very selfish, which is, I realized the best way to get my writing done was to create an event, put it on the calendar and then have people RSVP. So I had to show up to it. (laughs) Right. So I, when I started this, I was like, I'm going to make myself show up every week. And in that is this kernel of watching the satisfaction so we tell we tell our organizers they are volunteers and they like I'm like this is you're going to get so much writing done because you're going to be surrounded by a group of people that are just amazed that they're getting so much writing done, right? And 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 it's infectious that way. And the selfish part is is I get lots of writing done that way. And the the groups are small uh,
3: by design, right? You want to have uh, personal relationships with with the people who you are connecting with on a regular basis so that. If you don't show up, they know it, and they are asking why you don't show up. And so you asked uh, Chris, how do people become hosts of these shut up and write events? It's really easy. They just go to shutupandwrite.com and there's an opportunity to become a host through it. And it you normally goes to people who don't already have a shut up and write in-person event in their community, or potentially they already do, but it's not at a time or a location that works for them. This is really, again, to Rennie's point a chance for people to take an additional commitment to their writing, to make an additional commitment to their writing by knowing that other people are depending on them to show up to facilitate <laughs> the actual event that's happening. The experience itself is, is, is very, very simple. When we do in-person events, which again has shifted because of the pandemic, but the in-person events that do happen right now, it's an hour and a half long. You, you show up and people spend about 15 minutes settling in and introducing themselves. And then there is an hour of dedicated writing where everybody just sits down, shuts up and writes. And then at the end, there's about 15 minutes of time for people to, if they want to share whatever they want to share about, to, to talk about how their writing went, to talk about how well it went. And I think that that's really neat. Again, it's about creating the most inclusive environment you possibly can by giving people the freedom of sharing whatever they want without the expectation that you have to share.
1: And that's interesting because, you know, I wasn't sure from what they would be doing, but the fact that they're going to be writing too. They're just doing some organization before and after, but they're right there writing along the way, getting the same benefit out of the group
2: as anyone who shows up. They're they're not proctors, right? They're not sitting around going pencils down, pencils up, you know, that whole kind of thing. They, they, we, we have a format. We sort of train people lightly in how to do it and it's all right, everybody, let's go around and and introduce ourselves and say what we're writing. I'd go, I'm Rennie. I'm writing a science fiction novel and we pass it around and go, okay, it's now, um, 15 minutes after the hour, let's write for an hour. And everybody goes under their headphones and writes Mm -hmm. solidly for an hour. And then the person calls time at the, at, at the end. So it's
0: simple. Yeah. So, if someone say enjoyed like putting together parties or groups of people like it would they would be good they would be good leaders of a of a local chapter, for example
2: we I think we have a pretty good mix of both introverts and extroverts i mean i've got definitely got some people who don't like talking in public but are good at organizing and want to get their writing done and are like <laughs> good at pointing at people and going, "Okay, everyone, let's be quiet and write, you know. <laughs> uh, Yeah.
3: And you bring up a good point. Like, you know, writers are, you know, there are tons of different types of personalities when it comes to writing. And there are some people who the idea of coming to a in-person coffee shop and sitting down at a table with other people and writing is probably not their most conducive environment. But that's why we also offer um, online uh, events that allow them to write with others from the comfort of their own home. And as you can imagine, those events grew exponentially during the pandemic.
0: We saw. Ooh, an, that a, was that was like that was a professional segue there. That know, was right? Great. That was yeah.
1: clearly the next obvious question. Yeah. Uh, so the, oh. the, the the cliched "How did you pivot uh, yeah. during the pandemic?" <laughs> question.
0: I was yeah, trying to be a, profe- a professional. Aaron's a professional.
3: Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> but no, really, it was. Uh, we, you know, it's been incredible to see. How how people have still been able to stay connected, and I mean, come on, it, and it's not—it's a different type of connected because you remember the 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 virtual happy hours that we all were doing right at the beginning of the pandemic because we needed something to do because we were all stuck inside. Yes, that was that was great, but I think the the newness of that wore off pretty quickly, and people were like, please, Lord, not another uh, Zoom meeting at the end of my nine Zoom meetings that I just had. This, what we've heard, and I, I want Rennie to talk a little bit about it because I know that he's had um, some really meaningful conversations with people about this. This has really helped people stay sane and stay healthy during the pandemic because not only have individuals been able to stay connected with other people who have a shared interest, connected to people that they were meeting on a regular cadence, but they also have more free time because they're not commuting. And so they're able to dedicate more time to their craft, which means that instead of just going once a week, we started seeing people who are going once a day, twice a day, and becoming extraordinarily prolific because they have so much more time than they did before.
0: Yeah, so, I get how does the how does this work in an online format? Is it is it twenty people on a Zoom on their computers and just. You, you know, got chatting.
3: It. Yeah. I mean, it, okay. again, we, we support organizers and whatever kind of tools that they want to use. But we have a virtual chapter that you can go to. And through that virtual chapter, and you can find it at shutupandwrite.com, through that virtual chapter you can find a time that works for you and you can be connected with people all over the world you're all speaking the same language but you could be talking to somebody in australia or in ireland or in you know in in central america you have no idea where you where you might meet somebody from it just matters what time you're going to the event there are people who are selecting different times on a weekly basis because they're schedule shift. And there are those people who go to the exact same events every single week or every single day and have built really, really close connections. And what I think is uh, really interesting because of that is that as we are looking at the future of Shut Up and Write in this organization and the pivot that we've had to make during the pandemic, we can think about how life is going to, quote unquote, go back to normal one day and how people who were meeting online are now going to go in person. But I think what's really interesting is that there are going to be a lot that do not, that that have built these extraordinarily um, meaningful connections with people all over the world that they would not have been able to be connected to had it not been for this. And I think when Rennie and I talk a lot about what we hope Shut Up and Write will do for the world, it really is about connection. It is about community. It is about A writer in in San Francisco who is writing a book about World War II and wants to understand exactly how something would have been said in Dresden at that time. And it just so happens that there's somebody from Dresden in the group that he writes with on a regular basis who can help him out. Or there's a person who has a connection to somebody. I think that's what's really exciting to me is the fact that you can connect everyone on a A singular interest, which is writing, which is such a ubiquitous thing. You know, Rennie says everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has something to write. They might have to write a technical document, or they might have a memoir to write. But somebody has, everybody has something to write. Shoot, I have used our our company shut up and writes to answer emails that I'm backed up on, but it's gotten me through more emails than I probably would have been able to take care of in a week just because I had that hour of dedicated time to get that writing done.
0: I was, I was thinking about the one thing that I never have the energy to write, which is like social media posts for my clients. <laughs> and I was like, this would be great if like this, all I'm doing for
2: this one hour is those posts. Well, I'm, I'm expecting to see you guys online tomorrow. Is that, is that good? We're good on that? Great. So um, I, let me, I want to answer one question real quick. Just, I want to go back. Cause this is really t- um, deep. It's, I don't know, it's just important. And then I got together with Jeremy and I, who's uh, Jeremy's our content director. We got together with one of our organizers from Dallas, who was just traveling around in that moment in the summer when you could travel. And she was just like, I got to get out of here. And um, she's one of our powerhouse organizers. So we got to meet her and hang out and have dinner. And at one point, she reaches over, we're just having a nice time. She reaches over and puts her hand on my arm and looks at me really deeply looks at Jeremy and says we saved people's lives we were there in a creative way that people didn't have to stress about and that wasn't work it wasn't a party it wasn't a game it was people being creative together but knowing that there were other people and it it just moved me so deeply to go okay all the work we did to pivot to everything we we're about is being in a cafe and we said we're not going to stop, hang up our horn for a year or two and then see if we can get it going again. We're going to make this work online and then to have it, you know, and that's just one story. I've heard at least a dozen of those.
0: This joke that I was going to say before you told that really like heartwarming and touching story, I'm still going to do now. It's just not going to work as well. Did you think about like renaming the online part? You're muted and right. (laughs) In the magic of editing, I'm going to put that before your sweet story about how you've helped people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: But Perfect. Anyway. We're going to do but, it uh, now, Jesse. And,
3: Thank you. Uh, well, here's,
2: here's another yeah. one I'll let you edit in. I just want to, and this is a follow-up to what Aaron was saying, is um, I, I ran a, um, a, uh, a writing event for some of our organizers. Any, any of our organizers could sign up. And we had people from nine different countries. Someone got up at two in the morning in Ghana to join. Wow. Someone was on there from Tokyo, from India. I think there was someone from the country, Oklahoma. No, I don't know. <laughs> hey now. Hey now. <laughs> no, it was. it's so amazing. You go, oh, the cafe is really important. I really believe in cafe culture and the spreading of information and, and what that means to us as, as, as sort of humans sitting around having coffee and discussing ideas. But all of a sudden, we're online with people all around the world being creative. And and yeah, so that that excites me. So I
0: mean, this is actually a technical question. We joked about it a second ago, but are, are you actually using Zoom or are you using one of the other? Like I was thinking about the sort of online ones where you're given a little avatar and you can go to different rooms. And so when you didn't want to <laughs> be with people, you could just go into one of those rooms and then do your writing and then come back to the room with people. But are you guys just using the sort of the popular... Uh, one that everyone for some reason understands versus the other ones.
3: So we're we're allowing our organizers to choose what kind of technology they want to leverage to do this. With that said, because of how quickly we've grown over the last couple of years, well, just the exponential growth that's happened since the since Rennie started the the program, we've decided to build a new platform, a new home base for these writers and that will include technology incorporated that people can leverage. And we're building it to make it as comfortable for writers. I mean that's what's really fun about getting to build something. Like up to this point, we've leveraged third party SaaS systems that kind of worked. Well now we get to build mm-hmm. something specifically for writers, specifically for these these events. And Jesse, if you have any suggestions of, of what we should incorporate in it, please don't hesitate to to
2: reach out and let us know. Well, one and and I think one of the things that we want to approach as we interact with whatever this becomes is is low toxicity, really nurturing a an environment where everyone is welcome, right? And and if you want to be, I mean, I I don't want to curse on your um, show, so I'm going to say the name of a a novel, but uh, not a novel, a, a book. One of my favorite books that I. I rely on is the no assholes rule and implementing that type of thing, both in our in-house culture as a company and making sure that, that our organizers feel safe. The people that show up feel safe that that one person doesn't show up and ruin everything for everyone is, is not something that we can do. We can't police the world, but we can set a culture for, for that. And, and we'll see where that goes.
3: Well, up to this point, I think that's one of the things that has gotten me so excited about being part of this group is uh, I don't, you know, we talk about how many writers there are in this world and we talk about how many participants we have and we have very few issues within the community. And most of the time when there is an issue, it's somebody who hasn't really been involved in it and just kind of popped in and they get removed quickly. And, And it's just incredible to me to see. I don't know, just uh, I think when you have a community of people who have a shared goal, a shared focus, they support each other in a way that I don't think you normally see within like a traditional social network where everybody's there just talking about whatever they want, because people are here talking about writing and more importantly, how to write more, how to write better. And so it's such a supportive, wholesome community even if the name is shut up and write, like it's all about <laughs> b- about supporting each other, and I I think that's really exciting. So the 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 challenge and the exciting thing for me is as we continue to expand and grow, how do we retain that culture not only internally but within every single group that we have across the world?
0: So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot slash uh, segue here because I want we've been talking a lot about writing. But what we haven't talked about is like, we, we've we mentioned, like, He's
1: shutting up. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Listen, this is a podcast. That would be, it's the,
1: going to get really, boring yeah. It's just, uh, uh, listeners, part. it's going
0: to be silence let's for the it. next 12 minutes. All right, let's
1: play the quiet game
0: for oh, the next God. five minutes that's and we'll not see who wins. Even funny. Um, not the listener. Quiet game. I was, even as like a <laughs> second grader, I just I was triggered like, Jesse. Yeah, you just triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a game. It's a punishment. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. But so, on, your, on, your, on the About Us page, show up and write, all, all the staff members mentioned their favorite fiction books. And I wanted to ask you a particular question about one of yours, which is the Dune Cycle, as, as you refer to it as. Now, when you say the Dune Cycle, now I have read, I would say, I think the first three Dune books, the Dune Trilogy. I know there are many, 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 many more.
2: So when you say the Dune Cycle, are you including all Dune books? I'm specifically referring to the six that Frank Herbert wrote, and um not referring to the ones that his son wrote brian um with kevin with kevin j anderson though i've read some of those they don't have the they kind of go off in some strange directions but But you're saying something
0: for the dune books
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah i can say that i've read the entire cycle twice i've read dune itself probably a dozen times um read the first the fourth book is actually my favorite. Um, God Emperor is my favorite of the okay, series. Okay,
0: okay. I finished the third book and I was like, okay, I'm good now. Like, yeah. that was weird. <laughs> That's about as, the level of weirdness I can stand now.
2: Well, you know, and if you decide to get into it, we can discuss some of the, the what he was going for, what he was talking about, what the Ixians and the Tleilax do, and the Bene Gesserit, so we don't have to get into it here, but yeah.
0: maybe we can do a different <laughs> podcast. Welcome to of uh, which there yeah. are probably many. I, I didn't know that the first six were called the, the Dune Cycle. Uh, I, that's so. what
2: I call it because I couldn't think of what else to call it.
0: Listen, it's, I like it. A Cycle sounds good. So yeah. Chris and I are both rereading The Wheel of Time, so the word cycle gets thrown around a lot. Again, still not sure whether I like The Wheel of Time series, but I just keep reading it. Like I, Eventually things happen, I think, even though I've read them already. <laughs> I
1: I think I've decided that I like the first seven (laughs) and the last three. Yeah. And then there's just a middle you have to kind of get through. That's a big middle
2: man. It is.
1: It is a big middle. I I listened to it on on audiobook and I cranked the speed up a little bit. That's my little secret. If anybody
2: needs a secret referencing my son, but he's doing the exact same thing. He's on book seven. (laughs) At two times speed. Ah, uh, there you go. He walks by and it's like this this gibbering alien voice and I'm like, yeah. what's that? That's,
0: that's too fast. That's too fast. That's, I, I,
2: yeah, I do one and
1: a half when I'm trying to that's about what I can do. One and a half. Yeah, oh, the young mind, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, like I can I can, I can't even absorb an audiobook at regular speed. I'm too I'm too distracted. But I mean I can read pretty fast. But yeah, yeah it's like a, it's one of those things you're like, you have I'm gonna have to read these like four books. I don't want to, but I'm going to <laughs> Right, because why not? Because we're we never get to leave our homes.
3: So one thing that we haven't really talked about that I w- I would love to talk about. If, and and by the way, Jesse, I don't want to step in your toes, so please tell me
0: if I'm you know. No, go ahead, step.
3: Uh, but how Rennie and I got connected, right? Yes. I think, to me, I think that's a really exciting story, and obviously because I'm a character in it. Uh, but so so Rennie actually was my. Next door neighbor in San Francisco. So I'm from Tulsa, but I left for 15 years, and 10 of those years I was living in San Francisco, and I happened to live across from Rennie. And it was really only about a year after I moved um, into the apartment where I I met him, and it was probably a year after meeting him that I found out that we had um, a Tulsa connection together. So we met and it was it was really weird you know when you meet somebody you're like oh this person's my kind of person we're going to be friends like you feel that connection immediately but then a year later i found out that he was from fayetteville fayetteville arkansas and his cousin who he was raised with almost like a a sister actually owns a restaurant in tulsa that i frequent regularly and um i i thought that was really really incredible and so I had been working for a big company in California and I quit to start working as a consultant. And Rennie asked me to come big company.
0: a big <laughs> company. Uh,
3: yes. A big fruit company that was out yeah. in California. Listen, if,
0: if they want to be named, they got to sh- send some dough this way. So. That's yeah. right. Or at least yeah. some
3: equipment. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and when I left and I started consulting, Rennie asked me to come and start working with him. And It just it started off as this little thing and I was doing a little bit of it. And then we met in Fayetteville when he was back home visiting family. Uh, I drove over from Tulsa because I had moved back to Tulsa since I had started working with him. And it was it was during this really cool. We just went and grabbed a beer and Rennie, you know, he talked about having these um, these binders where he's constantly creating worlds. Well, he had one of his binders with him and he was showing me kind of some of the storyboarding that he was doing. Uh, and character development that he was doing. And we, we, just over a couple of beers, started talking about what Shut Up and Write really could do. And to me, I think that that's such an exciting thing because, A, here we were, just two random folks uh, happening to live next to each other in California, to knowing that there was this Tulsa connection, to being in Fayetteville and seeing what we could do with this, this thing that he created and it's just been really fun to be along for this ride and and obviously there have been um <clears throat> obstacles that have come in the way with pandemic with the pandemic but it's also opened up possibilities that we really never expected would um
2: evolve as quickly as they have just one addition to that we actually have a name for that it's called the hush puppy conversation um <laughs> cuz it was hush puppies with whatever cheese and hamburger and stuff <laughs> on it and a couple of beers um, you know, I think it was crucial to some of the, the deep thinking we did, um, and, uh, that we're now paying, that's now paying dividends. So. I just want that recorded for the future, you know, yeah. the hush puppy conversation.
1: When you said Ozarks, I was curious, my, my uh, wife grew up in Springdale. So I was oh, yeah. wondering if you were from the Arkansas portion of the Ozarks or like the Missouri portion of yeah, the Ozarks. I was
2: actually, Born in Springdale, grew up in Johnson and Elkins, and I'm an Arkansas boy. You know, I grew up running down the rivers in my, in my shoes. So Chris totally and I involved. are very
0: much a, uh, we'll be in a cold, cold grave before we recognize Missouri uh, type of people. So <laughs> Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived in Joplin for a little while, but I don't kind of talk about it too much. (laughs) Listen,
0: Missouri, not interesting.
3: One of the components that we're going to be launching with our our new platform is user-generated writing prompts.
0: Because they're so,
3: like, they're so addictive. Have you guys ever done a writing prompt? Like, you go to a place and you see these hilarious writing prompts and you write these stories based off of... So, Chris, you could just spend the time coming up with amazing writing prompts that we can share on the site. (laughs) There you go. There you go. I
1: like it.
0: For people listening, right, who are like, okay, this sounds cool, wherever they are, because I know from just Google searching that like the Tulsa chapter is on Meetup. Like is Meetup the sort of standard place for people to go and search for their Shut Up and Write group, which I know you can do on the website too.
3: Yeah, I would encourage everybody to go to shutupandwrite.com because that's going to be the destination uh, in the future. Right now we are within meetup.com. That's what we've leveraged over the last 15 years is this This project's been built to that point, though, you know, there are limitations that have that have caused us to know that we're going to need another option in the future. So, yes, people can go to meetup.com and see, but they're going to get more pertinent information if they go to shut up and write and then go from there. So and, you know, our dear friend Cecilia Wessinger, who I think, you know, Jesse, was one of the hosts of the Tulsa chapter of Shut Up and Write.
2: uh, Of course course she was. Of course she was. She's great. I have a good friend. I just want to tell you another quick, I love stories. You can tell I'm from Arkansas. I went to a game convention and met playing board games and and sat down at a table with some people and got to know them and and we're having fun playing this game. And I'm talking to this woman next to me and I said, so what have you been doing? Well, I just finished my dissertation on um, social work and education. I said, oh, that's fascinating. I'm fascinated by that. Tell me more. He says, well, I did this this thing called shut up and write. (laughs) And I went, that's really cool. Guess who came up with that? Guess what? So we're, we're still really good friends, but it's funny. That's happened a couple of times where this idea that it's that simple, I can show up and I can write, I can get it done. I have my little community. I don't know. I just wanted to reiterate that.
0: No, that that, that, that's that's amazing, and uh, I frankly appropriate.
3: Over the holidays, I went to a a holiday get together. It was a small get together, and I met a uh, a woman who had come to Tulsa just this last year through a program called Tulsa Remote. And uh, she, I've heard uh, of that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she and I were talking a little bit about what we did, and and I hadn't really gotten a chance to talk to her about what I was working on. And so she tells me that she's a a writer and that she has just finished her book. So she her name is uh, Amani Myers, and she wrote a book called You Are the Prize, Seeing Yourself Beyond the Imperfections of Your Trauma. And she just wrote that book and she just got it published and actually just came out on Amazon today. So you can find it uh, and, and download it. And she moved from Sacramento. And when she told me this, I said, you know, it's so funny that you talk about writing like I actually work for a a program called Shut Up and Write. And she said, that's where I wrote my book. She was part (laughs) of the Sacramento chapter of Shut Up and Write, which helped her write that book, both before the pandemic and after the pandemic started. And then she moved to Tulsa through Tulsa Remote. And I got to meet her (laughs) at this holiday party. And here are two people. In Oklahoma, yeah, who are, you know, connected not only physically, but also connected through a program that's out in California. It was pretty cool.
1: So one of the things we do talk about, because we talked about how people can join a, a meeting or, you know, potentially start a meeting. Some of our listeners like to help out in other ways. So what are ways that people can connect, help potentially financially? Like what are ways people can help out your organization beyond writing at the meetings?
3: You know, we've been really lucky up to this point that we've been able to grow organically with the support of not only um, the organizers across the world, but people close to us who believe in the project that we're doing and help financially support it. But we're going to open this up this year to the members and and the, the community at large and ask them to help us support this. Because as we continue to grow and as we build technologies that better support the writers, we're going to need financial support. So, the best thing that I can say is go to shutupandwrite.com, become a member, sign up for the newsletter, and, and just be on the lookout on ways that you can support because we'll reach out to you and let you know.
0: Rennie, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us on Pod For Good. This was great. Uh, Chris and I are, I would say, massive readers. Like, we, we're reading <laughs> all the time, but he's listening mostly. I'm reading. But th- thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was fascinating, and I-, I look forward to seeing your muted and and right launch. You know, in twenty twenty two, so
2: we'll make sure um, there's some type of residual for you. Really, thank you, thank we you. really appreciate the time to to share what we've been doing. We're incredibly excited to have come through the pandemic, sort of like with resilience, right? And 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 we're excited to have people join us as we go on to this next phase. Yeah, thank you guys so much.
0: Thank you all for listening to our conversation with Rennie and Aaron. Please check out Shut Up and Write at shutupandwrite.com. For our Tulsa listeners, there is a Tulsa chapter. You should sign up for it. If you are living somewhere else, there are chapters all over the world, as they said. You should check it out. It's a, It sounds amazing and can certainly help me both answer emails and write social media messages. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast and support it wherever you get your podcasts. So if if, if you listen to us on Apple... And don't forget to leave comments. Yes, please leave don't comments. Don't forget to leave Again, comments. We will read them. To our listeners, please. The way you can help us at Pod for Good is by writing, not just giving us five stars, but writing a five-star review on Apple. It actually truly does help. To find out more about Pod for Good, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm seriously going to try some TikTok soon even though I do not understand it. So remember, get it done, Tulsa. And please, if you haven't already, get vaccinated, wear a mask when asked. Let's please just get over this. Thank you.